Hello, and welcome to the Detailed Diary Podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Holleran, and today I have a very special episode. I am pulling an episode from the Detailed Diary Podcast Vault. This is one of my most popular episodes from the past, and we are going to be chatting through three crucial time-saving hacks that all small business owners need to know. I think we can all agree that there is just not enough time in the day to get everything done on our to-do list. And anywhere we can save some time is only going to benefit us in the future. This is one of my all-time favorite podcast episodes with so many good tidbits of tips and information, and I hope you all enjoy. Hi, friend. My name is Danielle Holleran, and I I'm the host of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm a self-made online business owner who loves sharing the behind the scenes of my business and inspiring others to follow their dreams. You can find me most days chasing my dog around, relaxing with my husband, and wearing basically anything Dusty Rose and Pearls. Think of this as your space to come to feel motivated and inspired to take on your biggest dreams while also just chatting with your best friend. Cozy up for some girl time and get ready to feel uplifted and inspired. Thank you to Flowdesk for supporting the Detail Diary podcast. Before discovering Flowdesk, I struggled with finding inspiration to design emails. All of the email providers I used looked unprofessional and outdated. Flowdesk was founded by two women with simplicity and style in mind. Imagine no algorithm, no engagement, no third-party social platform, just your content and your message sent directly into your customer's inbox whenever you want. I have a link for you to try Flowdesk today and see for yourself how incredible it is. After your 30-day free trial, you can lock yourself in at 50% off of your monthly subscription forever. All of the features, no limits, just for $19 a month. Enjoy a 30-day free trial on me, no credit card needed. Just visit detailsandswirls.com slash pages slash flowdesk to find your free offer. Or visit the show notes linked in the description of the podcast for the direct link. Hello and welcome to episode number 31 of the Detail Diary podcast. I'm your host, Danielle Holleran, and I'm so excited to just be sitting down and talking to you today. I feel like it has been so long since I've done a solo episode. We've had so many incredible guests on the podcast, and we have lots more guests coming up over the next few months. But I wanted to just sit down today and do a good old-fashioned solo episode and give you all some quick tips and tricks for saving time in your small business. I think I can speak for most of us when I say that a lot of the struggles we face as small business owners have to do with a lack of time, whether you are running your small business as a side hustle right now, or if you have your business full time, I feel like there is never (laughs) enough time in the day to complete everything that we need to. So on today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you my three time-saving hacks to standardize systems in your small business. A lot of times we struggle with time management in our small businesses because we do not have systems in place like a traditional job would to refine different processes and systems, mainly because we are learning all of those processes and systems 
as we go. So it's not something that happens overnight. That's why you'll hear a lot of people talk about how difficult it was starting off their small business and things get easier as time goes on and you start to figure out what works and what doesn't work. And a lot of that has to do with just figuring out the baseline systems in our business. And it doesn't happen overnight. I'm still working on it. I'm sure every business owner will be working on it forever. (laughs) I'm not sure if that's something you ever conquer, but I do have three tips that you can start implementing now, whether you are just starting off a business or you've had a business for a while that I know are going to help you save time and get more organized. The first are email templates. If you are not using email templates in your business, you are doing it wrong. (laughs) And you know, I'm not one to ever say you're running your business wrong or whatever the case may be. But in this case, you need to have email templates. And what I mean by this is saved responses to email out for any type of frequently asked question you may get. A lot of time as small business owners is spent emailing, whether you are offering a service, whether you are selling a product, whatever the case may be, emails can eat up a ton of that time. And of course, there is no one size fits all email response. Every single email still needs to be adjusted and customized for your business and the customer who's reaching out to you and their questions and concerns. But if I were to guess for everyone listening who has a business, you probably receive the same types of questions pretty frequently. Now, this may not be the case if you are like brand, brand new, just starting your business, you know, like this week and you're not sure what your customers are looking for yet, but I would say that even just a couple months into business, you kind of get an idea for what clients are asking you. So how I organize my email templates, I have a folder in Google Drive. I use Google Drive for basically everything. If you've taken my bookkeeping course that I have on my website, or if you've taken any of my mentorship sessions, you'll know that Google Drive is my business BFF, basically. (laughs) Could not live without it. But I have a folder in my Google Drive called email templates. And when I open up that folder, I then have different categories based upon the different areas of business that I'm frequently asked about. So I have a section for wedding rentals. I have a section for custom signs. I have a section for my mentorship program and so on. And within all of these sections, I have different email templates saved for every step in the process. So I will back up a little bit to kind of explain. So let me start with my custom wooden signs. If I go into my email templates folder and click on my custom wooden signs, or sorry, rather my custom signs option, I have a couple different templates in there based upon the different custom signs that I offer. So typically I will receive an email from a customer that says, hi, I'm looking to place an order for a custom wooden sign. 
how can I do this? So when I am creating these folders, I want to think in my head of all of the information that I want to get across to my customer. If someone's reaching out to me for the first time, whether it be for a product or a service, whatever the case may be, what is absolutely everything that I need to tell them? So let's take my custom signs, for example, first. So I start to think, okay, I offer custom signs. Do I offer different types of custom signs? Yes, I offer wooden custom signs, acrylic custom signs, wedding custom signs, custom serving trays, you know, and the list goes on and on. So I've already taken that one category and broken it up into four different categories. So let's take custom wooden signs and dive into that area. So now I think to myself, okay, someone's reaching out for a custom sign. They're reaching out for a custom wooden sign. What is all of the information that I need to get across to this customer? So of course I need to direct them to the link of where to purchase the sign. I need to explain to them exactly how the process works for ordering a custom sign. I need to explain to them all of the different options that I offer, why I offer the different options, what their options are when they go through and place the order, what my processing time is, what my window is on my website for when I'm even open for custom orders, you know, and so on and so on and so on. So creating these email templates definitely take time on the back end, figuring out exactly what your customer needs when they are asking for a specific product or service. And this isn't something that's going to happen overnight. I still tweak my email templates all the time and I will continue to tweak them as my business grows and develops. And you will see once you start receiving different questions from customers, what people are continually asking for or maybe confused about and you can always update your templates from there. So back to the custom sign example. Now, if I get an email from someone asking me, you know, how do I place an order for a custom wooden sign? Because this is probably my most frequently asked question and email. Now I can just go right into my email templates folder, click on my custom signs. This customer is reaching out about a custom wooden sign. Click on that email template and have all of the information that I would ever need to tell the customer to explain exactly how they can order their sign. So I will simply copy and paste my template and then I'll just go in and include any other information that is relevant to their question. So a lot of times, you know, they come to me with a specific quote, what size would this work on, you know, whatever the case may be. So of course I will adjust the template to fit their needs, but it saves so much time having that base to build off of. And it's very nice because I don't need to think every single time I receive a, how do I order a custom sign question? Did I tell them everything that they need to? Oh shoot, I forgot to tell them what my processing time is. Oh no, it's you know the 14th of the month. I forgot to tell them that I close for orders on the 15th. You know, anything along those lines, we already thoroughly thought out our response ahead of time and have it saved with all of the information. So same thing goes if you have any services as well. For my wedding rentals and my Etsy mentorship program, 
my email templates are a little more in depth because it's typically not just a one question, one answer type of email. So I have different templates saved for my rentals when someone initially inquires with me about my rentals. Then I have another email template saved when I am sending off their contract to them with all of the information and another email template saved when I need to start circling back with them towards the wedding, you know, and so on and so on for all of the different steps in the process. And again, these serve as just outlines a lot of time a lot of times I am updating these to fit the different clients that I'm working with but in the long run it saves so much time now another reason why email templates are a wonderful thing to have is if you ever need to outsource your customer service or emails to anyone this isn't something that I've done yet I would hope to do this with at least one of my businesses, probably detailed threads in the near future. But if you have a curated list of all different responses to frequently asked questions that you are emailed all the time, it's going to be very easy for someone to step in and take on that position of communication when those templates are already in place. And I'm not saying that every single email is now so easy because I have all of these templates and it goes so quick and every single email I get in, I can respond with a template because that's not how it works (laughs) really at all. I would say it's about 50-50, but I'm now able to you know, send out a contract to a rental client in a couple minutes. Whereas before I had these in place, it would be something on my to-do list that was going to take, you know, so much time during that day. And I also don't want you to think that, oh, well, because I'm, you know, using templates, it's not as personal or I don't really want to be sending the same thing to so many people. And when you think about it, If you're just answering emails every single day, all hours of the day, and responding and typing out messages just as they come in, you're probably not giving your all and the time and attention and focus that you need for each individual email. And maybe you are, but I know a lot of times (laughs) emails are the one thing that we just want to check off the list as quick as we can and Sometimes we can go through them really quickly. Whereas if you set aside time to create personalized, genuine templates with lots of information, your customers who are reaching out to you are actually going to get a better quality email response than if you were to just type something out right then and there and send it off to them if that makes sense. Because I know I felt the same way when I started creating templates. I was like, uh, this feels impersonal, you know, tried to come up with every excuse in the book, but it really does make a difference all the way around with everything. So absolutely number one, (laughs) first tip every single business owner should have are email templates. Start making them right now, right after you finish this podcast episode. Look back at the emails that you've sent in the past. See if any kind of correlate to each other. If you find that you're sending off a lot of the same information, copy and paste those emails, throw them into your notes on your phone, throw them into a Word document and start formulating a template. 
Now, the next tip that I have is along the same lines as the email template, but has to do with our products and services that we're offering. And this is creating a standardized type of order form. And I don't even really want to call it an order form because it could just be a form of any type. Really, it doesn't necessarily need to be an order form. But my number one tip that I can give anyone, especially if you are working in the business of creating anything custom and handmade, you want to make sure that the vision that you have in your head for whatever this customer is ordering or whatever service you're offering, you want to make sure that the vision you have in your head for that product or service matches as best as possible to what your customer is imagining in their head. And I talk about this really in depth in my wedding rentals mentorship program because with the wedding rentals that I do, you know, I can show my clients all of the pictures under the sun of weddings I've done in the past and my previous work, but there's no way for me to really know what they are picturing in their head. Let's say you're a florist. You can show your customers a million photos of the floral work that you've done in the past, but how are you able to identify exactly what your client is envisioning for their florals in their head? So my main focus in everything I do and with all of my mentees is to close the gap between what we're envisioning in our head for the product that we're making and what the customer is envisioning in their head for the product that they are buying. So kind of similar to the email template side of things, start to look at all of the areas in the product that you offer that are variable. And I know that sounds like a weird way to put it, but basically what questions are you asking the customer when they're ordering for, from you? And I know you may be thinking, well, this doesn't really sound like a time-saving hack. This just sounds like what you need to put on your website on your order form. And yes and no. <laughs> so yes, of course, you will need to go through this process whenever you are setting up your business to offer you know, a product or service that may have a few different options. But also you will start to find that if you don't have these forms in place or these systems in place when it comes to custom work, there's going to be a lot of time spent going back and forth and back and forth with your customer to get all of the nitty gritty details for their product. So for example, again, I talk a lot about this in my wedding rentals mentorship program. I was finding that I was asking my wedding rentals clients a lot of the same types of questions for all of their pieces. And I did have all of those questions saved in an email template, but I started to find that depending on the client that I was working with, I would forget this question or that question. And, you know, I would go sit down to write out their welcome sign and then it would hit me like, shoot, I forgot to ask, you know, 
what they wanted the sign to say under welcome. Did they want it to say welcome to the wedding of, or did they want it to say welcome to our wedding? You know, silly little details like that, that then slowed down my process because now I'm stopping doing what I'm doing. I'm sending an email to the client, waiting for them to respond, you know, this and that. So I decided to, again, sit down, take a deep dive through absolutely every single question that I could possibly think of for the types of signs that I offered and throw it into a worksheet. Instead of having everything through email and when I'm sitting down to do their piece, sifting back into my email, searching for their wedding, scrolling up through all of our email exchanges to see exactly what they wanted, I decided to create a form with all of my questions that I knew I needed to ask and send this form over to my clients to fill out and then send back to me. So when it came time to creating their signs, I have their form saved directly on my computer. I can pull it right up and I already know that all of the questions that I would ever need to ask my clients are already populated in this form. And this has standardized my rental sign business in an incredible way. I'm so much more organized now. I'm so much more efficient too because I don't spend any more time digging back through emails, going back and forth and back and forth through information and exchanges with the client. Everything is in one place and all of my questions that I needed to ask are also in that place. And going back to kind of the whole purpose behind this, since I'm so specific with the questions, I know that my vision for what these pieces are going to look like is going to be pretty close to their vision because I made sure to go as in-depth as possible when creating the form to match up both of our visions. I see this done a lot with Google Forms too. I think that is such a wonderful resource that business owners can use for clients to fill out all of their information. You can set it up exactly how you want it. And again, it's going to save you so much time going back and forth, trying to get all of the specific details from your client. And it's going to help you stay organized knowing that all of the information that you need on your end is going to be submitted through this Google form. And you're not going to have to worry about forgetting something or, you know, going back through your emails or anything like that. So creating a system around forms is so incredibly helpful as a small business owner for efficiency and organization, I cannot even stress it enough. So definitely start to play around with these forms. You may just have a website right now or an Etsy shop and not even need to do anything like this, which is totally fine. I feel like forms relate back to business owners who run more of a service-based business, like you know, florists, rentals, anything along those lines, and also custom order-based businesses if you need to create a form for any type of really specific custom work that you are doing. And the third and last tip that I have for saving time as a small business owner is blocking out your work days. And I know I've definitely talked about this topic before, but 
This is something that will truly change your productivity (laughs) forever. When I first took my business full-time, I was constantly running around like crazy and always felt like I was behind on everything in my business. I was always behind on emails. I was always behind on orders and I felt like I could just never catch up and never catch a break. When I started blocking out my days and creating a daily schedule for myself, and this also applies if you are not full-time and your business is just on the side too, can totally still do this. But I literally wrote out a schedule for myself every single day with a general plan of what I was going to do during each hour in the day. And I, I will actually pull it up because I don't follow it this intensely to a T anymore because now that I started including block timing into my schedule, it's just become more of a habit and I've fallen into a routine with when I do certain things so I don't need to hold myself accountable to this strict of a schedule. But when I was first starting to do block timing, I needed to hold myself on a very strict (laughs) hourly schedule. So on my schedule, I had wake up between, you know, whatever time I wanted to wake up in the morning. I had my breakfast, you know, and personal (laughs) things blocked in there basically until 8.30 a.m. So 8.30 a.m. every single day was the start of my workday. No ifs, ands, or buts around it. And 8.30 to 9.30, Every single morning was devoted to emails. Now, some days I could get through all of my emails before an hour. That's great. Other days I couldn't get through all of my emails in an hour. Sometimes I would go a little bit over or some days I would say, you know what? It's been an hour or it's been an hour and a half. I'm moving on to the next thing. I will get to the rest of these emails tomorrow morning. I still stay true to this every single morning. The mornings are the only time I'm going through my emails. It is the first thing I do every single morning. I get through all of them for the most part, and then I close out my emails and anything that comes in throughout the day will get responded to the next morning. It keeps me on track for communication. Almost every single message is answered within 24 hours. With the exception of, you know, wedding weekends and things like that, of course, if something comes up, I need to be on my email more frequently. But aside from wedding deliveries, any message that I am getting in is not urgent. I am not doing anything (laughs) that needs an immediate answer. If I can answer an email within 24 hours, that is perfect. So that is something that has stuck with me. So in my daily schedule that I had written up, emails until 10.30, and then I have a buffer to get my assistance set for the day for around a half hour, and then do some social media work. So post stories, hop on, talk for a little bit, you know, whatever the case may be. Starting at 10 a.m., I am writing orders. So 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., I am writing the whole entire time. (laughs) Then I have a break for lunch. And then after lunch, I'm doing any type of miscellaneous artwork projects. So whether that be painting acrylic signs that I needed to paint, painting florals on 
wooden signs, doing any type of digital work, you know, any other type of artwork or creative work that isn't writing on signs. That was after lunch for an hour. And then after that, I blocked out an hour for content creation. So taking photos to post for the day, whether it's posing with, you know, the signs that I did that day or creating a TikTok video, whatever the case may be. Then after that is posting to my social media accounts and engaging. So staying on my social media accounts, engaging, all that jazz. And then after that, from four o'clock to 5.36, whenever I want the work day to end, is working on future projects and no emails or DMs after 6 p.m. So I know that this sounds like crazy and so structured and stringent, but this is what I needed to do to get myself into a routine. And once I started doing this and following this daily schedule, schedule, I was so much more productive. It is crazy. And I was able to end my work days feeling accomplished and also not get carried away in any one of these categories. Because a lot of times what would happen to me is, you know, I'd get my assistant set for the day and then I'd be downstairs and saw this needed to be done or that needed to be done and then get sidetracked. And then by the time I come upstairs to start work, it's an hour later. Or I would start working on future projects in the middle of the day and then get carried away and a few hours later still be researching or working on things for the future and realize I hadn't even done one order yet that day and then be stressed and the whole cycle starts over again. Or check my emails in the middle of the day and see that something comes up and stop everything I'm doing to respond. And I just felt like I was always being pulled in a million directions. So take a look at the different types of tasks that you typically do in your business. Emails, of course, are going to be one of them. And then just depending on what your business is, there's probably a few different other tasks that you can break up into different categories. Break them up into a couple different categories and make a daily schedule for yourself with block timing. It doesn't need to be as crazy specific as this one was that I made for myself. It could just be, you know, emails in the morning from 9 to 11, working on X, Y, and Z from 11 to 1, break for lunch, and then working on X, Y, Z from 2 to 4, you know, whatever works best for your schedule. And I promise you are going to find that you are so much more productive and feel so much more accomplished at the end of the day. Even if you are running your business as a side hustle, you can set aside, you know, different days to work on different things. Monday after work is only computer work, only emails, only website work, you know, whatever the case may be. Tuesdays after work are the days that I work on orders. Wednesdays after work are the day that I package orders and ship, you know. Just creating those blocks of time are going to hold you accountable and help immensely. So that is it for today's episode. I really hope that this was helpful. If you do implement any of these time-saving hacks, please let me know. I would love to hear how they've helped you and any changes that you're making in your business. So today I'm writing down in my figurative detailed diary that 
Our time is precious, and even though we work so incredibly hard running our own businesses, we still need to put systems in place to help preserve our time and get the absolute most out of every second we are putting into our business. Because every single minute that we're spending time working on making the systems in our business better is going to benefit us in the end as our business grows. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the podcast. If you have not left a review already, I would so appreciate if you just rated and reviewed the podcast. And if you are not part of our Facebook group, I would love for you to join and let us know how your progress is with these three tips. Thank you so much for tuning in and I will catch you all next week for a brand new episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Detailed Diary podcast. Make sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Be sure to join our community over on Instagram at Detailed Diary Podcast and introduce yourself. I'm looking forward to meeting you over there and I will see you next Wednesday for a brand new episode. Until then, have an amazing week.